Hey everybody, it's Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game, coming at you with another weekend recap and a talent pool preview. <clears throat> no guests today, just me. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Okay, so and duh, duh, duh. oh, awesome. Okay, so there we go. <clears throat> So let's take a look at our completed contests. Very exciting uh, weekend. Basically, anything could happen. We weren't exactly sure what the optimal strategy was. Uh, it kind of seemed to coalesce uh, on our Friday afternoon, Friday morning recap <clears throat> or uh, uh, review with Jay Devlin, where we kind of previewed the weekend. And it seemed like there were several strategies at work, but the main one was going to be uh, some combination of headliners from uh, a headliner from Fate of the Furious, and then a then a headliner stack from Born in China. So, person who won this past weekend is surprise, surprise. Me. Yes, that's right. Very exciting. Yes, yes. Uh, I actually was lucky enough to win four of the five, and I just kind of stumbled onto a strategy which seemed to work, <clears throat> and it basically put a lot of emphasis behind uh, behind uh, Gifted. I was, I was bullish on Gifted, mostly because it was on a ridiculous 1,986 screens. Now, when you have, and actually I'm projecting 1,700 screens this week, but it was, it was actually on 1,986 screens last weekend. That's 14 shy of wide release. It's basically about as high a limited release as you can have. And so I played the numbers. I figured that it would do well enough on average to eke out about four or five million dollars. And then at one point per five hundred thousand, you're essentially looking at at you know ten points you know per actor. It actually ended up being about nine point one two, with the headliners getting. 12.77. Uh, the draft mom, she went and saw it last week. She said it was great. She said I would love it. So I'm looking forward to seeing that hopefully sometime soon. And yeah, I just kind of went with the sentiment and the screens. And so I got myself a four pack of gifted. I had, you know, the optimal strategy of the Born in China stack plus uh, Fate of the Furious. And then I also want to make sure I got some boss baby in. <laughs> And the reason is I figured it was going to come in second for the week and weekend, and it did. It was at 12.7 million, which was you know almost actually over three million more than Beauty and the Beast. So, so that was fairly fortuitous uh, to get that headliner Steve Buscemi in there at 11,300, and then that left me enough room for a headliner stack of Colossal. See, I couldn't do a headliner from Colossal and. I believe, another uh, actor from Gifted. So I decided to go with Headliner Stack. Also, seeing how we had only one platform release uh, last week in Colossal, I, I figured a lot of people would be kind of overlooking, you know, doing a Headliner Stack of Colossal. I mean, as it was, yes, there might have been better options out there, but I figured with the screen count on Colossal rising slightly to 211, I figured if it still had a, a high per screen average, you still might luck up and get some some pretty decent points. Now, what I mean by that is that Colossal had made almost 600,000 in uh, that last week, which translates up, uh, out to about 2,500 per, 2,600 per screen, which is, you know, it's okay. It's, it's, it's not the end of the world. It's not, it's not, you know, blowing doors off, but it's okay. So at 2,500 roughly per, 
And you're on, oh, actually it was on 224 screens, my bad, 224 screens. I mean, that's doing, I mean, if you can squeeze eight points out of a headliner like we did, you're, you're ahead of the game right there. I mean, there's not, there wasn't, there weren't a whole bunch of movies last weekend that whose actors were going to give you eight points. So, so I, I think the, the point of differentiation that I took upon towards getting to the top of the feature presentation was stacking colossal where most people would just do the obligatory one actor most likely a headliner and then just kept it moving so that was me 158.40 points and that also qualifies as call sheet of the week so that means there will be no $25 bonus uh, from last week. It is now doubled to $50, and we will keep ro rolling it forward until someone can beat my sheet. Now, uh, now, the person who actually max cashed, which means he cashed in all five contests, uh, f uh, this week was excellent. Uh, a fairly new player. I think he's been around for this is his third weekend. And excellent, at, you know, lived pretty much up to his name. It, he had... The Fate of the Furious headliner and Born in China headliner stack. He also had Steve Buscemi from Boss Baby, the cheaper the two headliners. And then, well, then I guess where he the only place where he lost ground was that he had he had his his obligatory uh, Jason Sudeikis, who's the cheaper of the two headliners from Colossal. But the only place where he lost ground was in The Promise. Now The Promise had a tough road to hoe. I believe I mentioned on a couple of podcasts last week that I didn't understand where its path to victory was. It was a ninety million. Actually, Jay Devil and I discussed it was a ninety million dollar movie that was going to be on a ridiculous twenty four hundred screens. That based on it's not historical fiction per se. It actually, happened the basically the genocide of of Armenians at the hands of uh, Turkey or the country that came to be Turkey back then as the Ottoman Empire. And it just seemed a bit niche. Now, while it's a great atrocity and and definitely has historical relevance and and all of that it still was it still kind of eluded me who exactly the audience was for although it was cast very well christian bale oscar isaac i think uh, uh what's her face uh, rachel weiss is in there also and i and i did see uh, oscar isaac and christian bale on like hardball uh, msnbc but it's just it it's it, it a little too too tough a sell no one really wants to watch genocide the weekend before our unofficial uh or a weekend or two before our unofficial summer movie uh going season kicks off so i figured it's going to be on two i figured the promise on 2251 screens is just way too wide for its own good but uh he was able to get 5.74 points out of the headliners and then he scratched out another 4.10 from the other two but still his call sheet was good enough for second place and in this game wherein employees or family of cinema draft cannot win any money he gets the first place money congratulations 46 25 humming coming right at you excellent congratulations and overall i think he scooped just about 100 bucks uh, 99.75 across all across uh, all five contests so congratulations on your max cash well played sir and i believe he used the same call sheet in each of them so you know, uh, another Jay Devlin favorite, you know, going with what you know, um, um, mass entering or multi-entering the same call sheet. I do not personally frown upon it. If you found a strategy that you like, roll with it. Our boy, the Roan, in third place. What I think one of his higher finishes. Congratulations, the Roan. He's actually been very he's – a, he's a great example of someone who's been 
fairly active in our group chat. If you haven't joined, I highly recommend it. It's a publicly open group chat. It's a lot of fun. We get into a little mischief here and there, uh, some side bets and what have you. Uh, here's the current group chat right now, talking, you know, and everyone's kind of, you know, giving their uh, opinions on on the movies and the performance. Oh, get, look at this. We had our first spam. That's how you know we are getting big time. We had our first spam um, spam bots or spam members come in there try to spam us. So, so we're blowing up, y'all. Get in there. Get into the group chat. Okay, so, so basically he had similar uh, troika of Born in China plus Fate of the Furious. He had, oh, look at it. He had a headliner stack of Colossal. Well done, Throne. Uh, and then he split he had uh, he he split it with uh, a headliner stack from both The Promise and Unforgettable, and that might have been where his, his only misstep was Unforgettable. Even though it was tracking at nine million, that movie looked like a dog with fleas. I didn't I don't I didn't hear any. There, there was no buzz in the streets. The streets was was cold. Streets was not popping for this movie, and it did what it did. What was it about four million? Four point seven. It was pretty bad. Yeah, four point seven eight. So four point eight million. Terrible performance, uh, ter terrible debut. Uh, it's going to drop like a rock. Um, but so that was his only misstep. Otherwise, pretty solid call sheet. Good for third and second place money, which is twenty-seven fifty. Congratulations, the Roan. And of course, you know, a favorite in the group chat, Ring Balls twenty-two. Let's check out his call sheet real quick. He uh, he had this the he had the now similar troika. Uh, Fate and Born in China. He had a colossal headliner stack. Okay, I take that back. I guess the colossal headliner stack was the was the play to make. I'm glad I was uh, on trend. He also had a gifted uh, headliner stack, which was smart. And Free Fire, which disappointed, just stumbled, bumbled its way out of the gate. I mean, it was on all those screens. And actually, I have, I have a comment on that in a second. Uh, the Free Fire... Uh, a headliner uh, Killian Murphy, and then Rosario Dawson's headline from Unforgettable. Once again, un Unforgettable underperforming, but that was somewhat to be expected. But yeah, let's let's talk about real quick about Free Fire. This is a bit of a surprise how poorly it did. It only made nine hundred ninety-four thousand on a thousand seventy screens. Actually, when it was first mentioned to be released, I thought it was going to be a platform release because it's it's kind of a high concept idea. You know that movie Phone Booth back in nineteen, I want to say ninety-nine or something, ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Colin Farrell spends the entire movie, for the most part, in a phone booth. Kind of a tough sell. Free Fire is also another self-contained drama, uh, or action drama, action comedy drama, something like that, where it's all contained in one warehouse during one gun battle. It's That's a pretty hard... I mean, it's not so much like a hard sell. It actually sounds kind of interesting. The trailers I've seen have been pretty interesting. But my God, I mean, to open that up, even as I mean, even as wide as 1,000 screens, it just seemed a bit too ambitious. I honestly, with no screen count at my uh, disposal, when I set the values back on Sunday afternoon, I figured Free Fire would only be on 200 screens. Imagine my surprise when they bumped it up to 1,070 screens. I honestly put that on A24 and and the, and the distributors uh, for opening up way too wide. No, no, no need for that. If you would open it on 120, 150, 200 screens, let it build some buzz, some word of mouth, they would have had this big flopping disaster. So they're going to have to claw back some screens in order to 
try to boost that per screen average and give it some extended life. I actually think well, I will go see it if I can squeeze out any spare time. This week's going to definitely be tough, very busy week for the kid. But I, I'm, I like the high concept. I heard great things about the filmmaker. But opening up on 1,070 screens is just hubris, just hubris. Okay, so and then also rounding out the top five is Jay Devlin. Uh, and he went with the Troika, I'm sure. Yep, he went with the Troika of Born in China and the Fate of the Furious. He also had – he got his boss baby in there, well played. And then, yeah, Free Fire disappointed him as well. Uh, as And Unforgettable just it was a dog, just flopped out the gate. Plus also uh, a headliner from – uh, the promise, and that's where that's pretty much where he lost uh, opportunity. The opportunity cost of his points right here on Unforgettable was just too much because at 9,500, 9,200 for Unforgettable, oh, that's money that could have been much better spent on something like Gifted or some other places. But otherwise, it's a fine call sheet, good for fifth place, aka fourth place money. Congratulations, Jay Devlin. I think he did cash in another. Uh, contest as well. So love seeing you know these players in there. Hey, and let's give a shout out to newcomer JJ11. In her second week, she makes the money. Good job. Uh, seventh place, good for sixth place money. Uh, and she had a she had an all headliner call sheet. Uh, as, as almost as if channeling J, what Jay Devlin would say less than 24 hours after submission of her call sheet. She had an all-headliner. Oh, I'm sorry. She had a nine-headliner call sheet. Very close. Almost had all. Uh, all ten. And she went with uh, she went with headliners from Fate of the Furious, headliner Stack of the Promise, headliners, uh, headliner from Gifted, headliner from Boss Baby, headliner from Phoenix Forgotten, headliner from Get Out, <laughs> headliner from Beauty and the Beast as – as uh, Jay Devlin would say, she had she she had the uh, the Bennigan's uh, sampler platter of headliners. But good job, JJ Eleven made the top ten, got some money, and and a, and a point of personal privilege. I want to point out to a good friend of mine, my boy Law Lawton Gray, principal over there at uh, was Temple Hills uh, Middle School out there in Southern California. He's been he's been OG of the game since uh since damn basically back in uh in October November we first got up on the site really appreciate his for he couldn't he couldn't mess with us when we were doing the the spreadsheets which I don't necessarily blame him but he's been steady steadily playing uh, off and on as the schedule allow we really appreciate Law aka L A Law and he makes I think his first top ten appearance in. The, or his first money appearance in the feature presentation in a while, and I'm very proud of him. Uh, he 124.34 points. He had Fade the Furious headliner. Also, he did a oh a four pack of Phoenix Forgotten, which might have cost us money because no one really knew what that mo movie was about. Uh, he had the headliner stack from Beauty and the Beast, which was which was a, a pretty decent play. If you weren't going to get Boss Baby headliner, at least try to get Beauty and the Beast. He had Ghost in the Shell headliner, which might have just been a money move. No, but he had money left over. I, that he, that was probably his only misstep right there. Ghost in the Shell has made whatever little money he was going to make. The whole cultural appropriation thing kind of kept its uh, its grosses down. 
But uh, if he could have gotten away from that and spent the money elsewhere, he might have been better served. And then he had uh, an actor from Colossal, but really should have paid up a little bit more because he had 1600 left over. Should have paid up a little bit more for a headliner from Colossal, at least, to get the extra uh, three or so points, which actually well, – one no, that wouldn't have gotten him past JJ11. But still, every, every point counts this game. Hell, every – Hundredth of a point counts this game, as we see bunched up towards the top. But I am very proud of Law, aka LA Law, and his performance in the feature presentation this week. Uh, and yeah, we see the return of Smart Ash, new player Drew Dotzad. Welcome, G Nice from the Tripod, doing what he does, l lurking around the bottom. My godmother, Nadine Harlem, good to see you. Mimi, all you guys, thanks for coming out again and playing. Gamble 24-7. I just want to pour a little liquor out for our boy, Gamble 24-7. He had his streak of 13 consecutive weeks of, be, of cashing, of being in the money, broken this week. It was like it was like you know death taxes and gamble twenty four seven gamble twenty four x seven. It was a it was a glorious run. I expect I fully expect you to start a new run up this weekend uh, with with your next call sheets. Just a little and actually let's just take a look real quick because this this is like this is a shock to the system. I mean I was getting very used to just penciling him in for being in the money and 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 to have his his streak, which I think is probably the long I mean the longest we've had in the in in the the site based version of the game. I mean you should be very proud of that streak. Thirteen straight weeks it's, it's incredible. Congratulations. Uh, and and taking a look at his call sheet, just seeing where he could have possibly improved. Uh, he had the Troika down. He, uh, uh, it was free fire. Free fire let him down. Plus, also unforgettable was perfectly forgettable as he had a three pack of that. And then also he didn't have enough gifted. He had, he had. He, I guess he could only afford uh, a regular actor from gifted, a non headliner. But um, yeah, he needed needed a little bit more gifted and and a lot less more unforgettable, and that probably would have served him well. And that also just goes to show you that with these weekend forecasts, man. I mean, when we go to Box Office Pro, which releases their their weekend forecast every Wednesday afternoon. Do not be a slave to these. You have to – I mean, they can be a starting point. They can be, uh, you know, a thought starter, as an old boss might say, a conversation starter. But do not, you know, throw, cast your entire lot in with these numbers. They can be fairly accurate. They can give you a general idea of what some of these movies are going to do. But all these openers – Born in China, Beauty and the Beast, Unforgettable, Boss Baby. Well, actually, Born in China cracked five million, but but uh, but Unforgettable was you know came in less than five million. All these all, all these new movies underperformed even their projections for the most part. So just just be wary of that as you move forward in this game. Just that, that these projections are helpful. They'll give you a general idea, but you know don't treat them religiously. Like even even Get Out, which is awesome and was projected to do almost 2.1 million. Only 1.7, so it goes both ways. It goes both high and low. They can be off. Uh, but yeah, Gamble 24/7 still, you know, a valiant call sheet, a classic run. And you know, let's see if someone will will start up, you know, uh, will start or continue a cast streak like that. It was very inspiring. Okay, so we've seen a lot of that. Enough of that. Let's see what is go up to, on tap for this coming week, and just and just to keep it easier easier for everybody, I will turn us to the grid. This is how I set up the values for the week and like to get uh, everything organized for everyone. And looks like we've got uh, so we've got several holdovers. We've got five new 
we've got five new movies in the mix. Uh, the Circle, the Tom Hanks, uh, Emily, uh, Emma Watson starring vehicle. Uh, How to Be a Latin Lover, which is a little, little odd. It's a, it's, it's, it's debuting in limited, and it's an interesting movie only because it seems like a lot of favors were called in on this movie, and I say that because. Uh, how to be there we go it stars eugenio derbez who i believe has had like a pretty successful career uh in mostly mexican um uh themed or mexican filmed uh movies yeah there he is uh, pretty yeah look at all all these great titles in spanish like he's been killing in mexico for a long time well, that's just as a producer oh my bad but yeah as, as a writer and actor yeah there you go he's just been killing it for a long time uh down in mexico but and we have occasional, you know, appearances, I guess, in in gringo movies. <laughs> but yeah, so so it stars Eugenio Derbez and and Salma Hayek. Those are the two headliners for this movie. But it's directed by Ken Marino. Which, uh, if you, let's take a look at Ken Marino real quick, because you'll recognize this guy if you saw him. He's, I mean, he was in some, he was in that that uh, TV show Party Down, which I loved on Stars. See Ken Marino, he was on. Um, uh, he's been on a lot of different stuff. Uh, I guess he's on a TV series now, Speechless, Fresh Off the Boat. He has a lot of TV, I guess, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, some movies here and there, uh, Children's Hospital, that uh, that movie, that uh, TV short series. He's done a lot of stuff. He's got one of those faces, right? It was directed by, by, by Ken Marino. He knows a lot of people. He's been working in and around like comedy for a long time on TV and movies. And he just like, Hey, I'm doing this movie. Um, and I want all my friends in there. And so you got a pretty, you got a pretty solid cast with Selma Hayek, Rob Lowe, Kristen Bell, Michael Sarah, Rob Corddry, you know, mechanic Grace is starting to make a little impact. Now, uh, the, the young star and gifted Rob Riggle, another guy who, uh, I actually read somewhere that uh, he, Rob Riegel is known as kind of TV pilot poison for whatever reason. Whatever reason, he's he's got he also has a face where you've known it, you've seen it. Oh, that guy, he's funny, but he hasn't been able to get his own you know show off and popping. But he's been around, so he got all his all his you know comedy friends, people from you know from years in in uh, in Hollywood to to star in this movie, which seemed to be pretty low budget. Pretty affordably budgeted, I'm sure, and it's going to be out on a thousand plus screens, and it's just it's just interesting. Uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how it performs because it, it definitely is uh, what we consider to be a, a Latin or a Me Mexican themed film, but it's got a big quote unquote crossover cast, so I, it'll be interesting to see how this does. I'm I. I put it well. I'll be doing the shot list later on when I record tonight with hopefully the 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 female tripod, uh, the lovely ladies in Hollywood, uh, Cleela Joy and Alexia Peebles, and so I'll reveal my shot list then. But uh, it's 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 in the mix. I definitely think it's got some potential um, for for uh, an under the radar hit. Like it might do, you know. Uh, four or five million, which once again would be good for eight to ten points. Uh, what else we've got? Um, Buster's Malhart, which stars R Rami. Is it R Rami? Yeah, Rami Malik from you know. He's another one of those guys that once you see your face, you'll know it. That guy, that dude, it's Rami Malik, guy from um, Mr. Robot. Uh, super small indie. I have no idea how many screens it's on. Uh, it's one of those ones where I had to go to. HSX to, to look it up, an idea of what kind of release it's going to get. I was pretty sure it's going to only be platform, but it's going to be plat. Okay, Buster's Mail. Buster's. 
wow, this thing is so small. It's not even registering on. Okay, <laughs> it's not even registering on HSX. They have. Oh, there it goes. My goodness, that was. That was about to say. Look, it's trading super low. Eighty point eight seven. Uh, as far as its estimate for its overall growth. So it's not expected to do much anything. So you might probably want to avoid it, but we had to get some more uh, platform leases in there just because last week it does kind of suck everyone dipping from the same well. Um, and then also Slight, which is which is slated to be out on 550 screens. That's actually not bad. I actually thought it would be a little bit wider than that, but that's actually a nice sweet spot for our game purposes. It'd be great if it was under 500 because by far it would be the the toast of the town if it was in platform release. But it's a limited release, so this makes it a little risky because it's just barely in limited release, 550 screens. I, I think it's going to do really well. I've been seeing a lot of the advertising. I've seen the trailer. I, you know, It's got a fairly interesting cast. I, I think it's going to do well. I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to actually seeing it. It's a, that's probably, So it's probably not a post-lock must, but it's probably one of those, like because you know how I like to see movies uh, once the game gets started at 10 p.m. Pacific, and then I'll go rush off to go see a movie somewhere. But it's probably one of those midweek you know, classics that I might see like on a Tuesday or Wednesday if I've been a good boy and gotten all my work done. But uh, it's got it's got a nice cast. It it's got uh of you know somewhat you know noticeable if not recognizable uh, actors and also in Jacob Lattimore he you know as the kid from uh, what's his face from um uh oh Collateral Beauty uh, and and a couple other things but that's the one where you got the most profile from. And you know he and he was good in that, and I'm sure he'll be good in this. And Dulé Hill from West Wing, you know him. Uh, and, and oh, and I guess also I guess more famously known for Psych. I never watched that show. It was on US, I think it was USA, but it was on forever. So you know, get your money, Dulé, get your money. And um, and yeah, it's, it seems interesting. You know, uh, a bit of the mystical, a bit of the magical uh, from the same people who who brought us Get Out, which I did see again this past weekend and tr thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, it truly is a really well-made film. A lot, it's a lot more intelligent than its uh, than its you know genre normally is. And uh, and so yeah, so I think Slight should be something that's on your radar. We should will what will definitely sway me one way or the other is how it tracks uh, with, the, with the projections and estimates. Now, it won't be the, the only factor, the deciding factor, but it will definitely help my decision-making process. So, uh, and, oh, and also we're bringing in Their Finest, which I, I didn't know much about, still know much about, but it's been doing pretty well on the in the platform release category. We need another platform release. And actually, it's, it's attractively cast. Uh, uh, Gemma Arterton. She's a <clears throat> you've seen her as a Bond girl. You've seen her in a bunch of different stuff. Just you know, just gorgeous um, uh, English actor. Uh, been in just a ton of stuff uh, recently. Um, and and but did get her big her big break as a Bond girl with I think it was it Daniel Craig maybe just before Daniel Craig took over, and she's been working steadily ever since. I saw a disappearance of Alice Creed. Ugh, that was grim. Um, but good, she's good in that. Um, yeah, that's uh, she's been in a bunch of it's Clash of the Titans, Prince of Persia. Told you, you know what? I'm staying. You know, quick cultural 
uh, cul-de-sac. Prince of Persia was good. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if Jill Hall was slightly miscast, whatever. He bulked up. It was a lot of fun. Yes, there was CGI and stuff. I know they were hoping it was going to be like this big franchise that never turned out to be. But for a summer, you know, Sword and Sands, you know, uh, you know, fantasy epic. I really freaking enjoyed it. Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Don't cheat yourself. Check it out on Netflix or whatever. Oh God, Runner Runner, terrible movie about uh, online poker. But yeah, she's in that too. So yeah, so she's been around. Uh, anyways, uh, starring Gemma Arterton, Sam Claflin, whom you might remember as the guy from. Well, he's been. I guess he's. I guess he's most noted for um, Hunger Games stuff. But uh, uh, he was in. But he was really in uh, that movie, Me Before You. The guy in the wheelchair. He was really good in that. He just. Look at just that square jaw. I mean, he's he's born to be a movie star. So it looks like it's got a decent cast. But it's been performing pretty well at the box office. There, um, uh, there called their finest. And I guess it's about uh, a former secretary, newly appointed as a scriptwriter for propaganda films, joins the cast and crew of a major production. While the London Blitz rages around them. So historical fiction. You know, I love this stuff. Oh. Catnip. It's, it's catnip for me. I love historical fiction. I might have to check it out some way or somehow. Uh, but yeah, but last weekend it did pretty well, considering it's only on 176 screens. 533,000. Oh, it's not bad. 3,000 per screen. That's pretty decent. So if you expect it's going to do another 100 more screens, I mean, this might be your dark horse, actually. Their finest. It's attractively priced because I didn't know anything about it at. Their finest, and going to its third weekend, the track lead price starting at 6200 going up to 6800 as a headliner for Gemma Arterton. So you might want to check that one out. Uh, otherwise, um, big drops coming for Fate of the Furious is down to 24000 So now, if you re- truly want, if you truly want, you can definitely, um, you can, you can definitely uh, headliner stack Dwayne Johnson Vin Diesel. I just don't know how much more this has in the tank. I mean, it's going to go on for a few more weekends with double-digit uh, millions grosses, but, I mean, order, I mean, if it dropped to $38 million last weekend, what's it going to go to now? 18 19 20 Is the circle going to bite into it at all? The circle, I, I'd want to keep your eye on. Uh, Emma Watson, Tom Hanks. It, that's another one where it's got a really good cast. Bill Paxton, rest in peace. Patton Oswalt, Nate Cordry, Glenn Headley. Uh, John Boyega of Star Wars fame. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's going to be another one of those weekends where it's going to be a little bit tougher to call. Um, not exactly sure what the optimal strategy will be yet. I think it's going to be a combination of of the Circle plus Fate of the Furious. But that's what makes this game so great and so f- exciting and fun. Make sure you get out there to the uh, to the, the lobby, sign up, seeing some some people squatting early in some of these uh, on, on some of these call sheets. Great to see it. And yeah, and we appreciate your continued support and interest. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me again as I kind of ramble my way through uh, last weekend's call sheets and this weekend's upcoming action. Tell all your friends about Cinema Draft. CinemaDraft.co. That is CinemaDraft.co. Follow all of our social media. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, all that good stuff. Our corporate blog is at Medium.com slash at CinemaDraft. Subscribe at SoundCloud, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where, you can, where you're probably watching this lovely video right now. Appreciate all your support. We'll be back at you tomorrow with an hour-long pod. 
And between now and then, go see a movie or something.